popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Dave and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts, the patella. Today, Mark and Dustin take an air compressor to the face of no country for old men, Mark throws a fireball in the face of Avatar, and the first three thumb review is jabbed into the eyes of Into the Wild. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Episode 2 of Thumbs of Fury. We're back, back again. This week covering uh, No Country. Furious. Huh? Is that ever been as furious? No. Why would we... Uh... I don't think we've ever been this furious. <laughs> well, we'll be more furious whenever we actually review Atonement. But we'll have to That's wait That's what that. I hear. We'll I have to yet... wait for that. Yeah, that'll be next week. The thumbs um... will be red and throbbing with fury. Yeah. Exactly. We always have anger issues and uh, we never seek to let them go. I take all my anger out in my reviews. Absolutely. Where else? Sometimes on your co-podcasters on uh, our other show. Sometimes. Breakroom.org. Let's not discuss that. Okay. I thought we were supposed to advertise certain that. Moments. Well, we can advertise okay. the show, but... Okay. Why are you being a head? Exactly. Whoa, cut that out. It's too <laughs> vulgar for the show. <laughs> so, uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, I'm Mark. And that's all that matters. Good for you. <laughs> that's Dave. And there's Dustin on the board. Since they I'm sitting care next not, to the board. They care not to... Uh, <laughs> You're, why are you on the board? <laughs> introduce themselves. Sorry. Sorry, that was a Why are you silly. so destructive? Apologize. Cost me a couple hundred dollars The table's just flimsy. I know. That's true. As if it weren't weak enough. All right, so, so what we got this week? Yeah. We got No Country for Old Men. First up is No Country for Old Men. I was sheriff of this county when I was 25 years old grandfather was a lawman father too the crime you see now it's hard to even take its measure we're out a bunch of money and the other party is out his product 
willing. What's in the satchel? It's full of money. I'm looking for Llewellyn Moss. Do you want to leave a message? Yes. What are you doing, baby? Looks like do something dumber now, but I'm going anyways. You think Moss has got any notion of the sorts that are hunting him? You can't stop what's coming. What's this guy supposed to be, the ultimate badass? Compared to what? The bubonic plague? These people will kill him, Carla Jean. They won't quit. He won't neither. I always seen this is what it'd come to. I previsioned it. You know how this is gonna turn out, don't you? Nope. I think you do. That kind of cut off early. Sorry about that. <laughs> My fault with the bad it looks, editing. It looks awesome. So I haven't seen it. Y'all have, but it looks awesome to me. We have. I've seen it twice now. I saw it in the theater when it came out. And uh, this is the latest film from Joel and Ethan Cohen, who uh, brought us such fine films as Raising Arizona, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. Fargo. Fargo. Yes. Uh, I didn't see The Lady Killers. Uh, Blood Simple. Blood, Blood Simple. Simple. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Uh, they've done a lot of great, great memorable films. And give a great Academy Award speeches like, thank you. Was that all they said this year? One of the brothers. <laughs> That's good. Nice. I like that. I applaud them for and doing that. And he was that. like, I want to expand on my last speech. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the Coens are awesome. Uh, usually, of course, they're into the dark, the darker comedies. Uh, they tend to... Oh, they're not always comedies. A lot of them are Well, aren't. no, I, I'm saying they... they like Raising Arizona, uh, Oh Brother. Yeah. They tend to, in Fargo. When they do comedy. Yeah. yeah Fargo's a black comedy. But uh, Miller's Crossing, Blood Simple, and No Country are far from comedy. Exactly. Uh, no Country? I thought, from the previews, No Country looks like it's slapstick comedy the whole time. It wow. is practically a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah. But uh, that, you don't really see that until about the second half. Sure. They're shooting for more of that style. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um. So I, I personally have loved uh, the Coen Brothers. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction, and Dustin, I'm gonna say that you didn't like this film. Why would you say that? I'm just making a guess. Oh, I liked it fine. I thought it was pretty good. Really, compared to some of their other stuff, it's not as good as some of their other stuff. I don't think, but mm-hmm. what? I, thought, I thought it was done pretty well. It's it was almost kind of a let's let's be was, careful to avoid spoilers, of course, because this just came out well on Tuesday. Yeah, and Dave, of course, hasn't seen it, but. It, it's kind of interesting. The ending to me was almost as shocking in the same way as The Sopranos was, where yeah. it's just you didn't expect it just to end like that, right? You know, it's it leaves you a little bit empty, but at the same time, you kind of—I mean, it, it's realistic. So that's why I liked it. 
Yeah. Did you notice? It didn't. It didn't tie everything up in a nice bow like a lot of things no, do. It absolutely didn't, and, and that's something I appreciate about appreciate about the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Um, did you notice that there was no music in the entire movie? No, it didn't bother me one way or another. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I I didn't really think about it till the movie ended. Yeah. Until um, we got that last scene, I was like, I, I just started to think back, and this is exactly like there's a episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer called The Body. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the death of Buffy's mother. Yeah. And there was zero music. And it was, to me, the best episode of the series. And uh, it like just... Uh, the Wire doesn't have any music. It doesn't? No. I, I haven't seen that show. And so to me, maybe like The Wire, which I've heard is very realistic, Buffy, which in that case, her mom died of cancer, yeah. made the episode that much more real and that much more emotional impact. And in No Country, it really not only made it more real, um, to me it gave the violence when it happened... Because it's such a quiet movie otherwise. Sure. It gave the violence that much more impact and, and a sense of gravity. And there's no shortage of violence in it. No, and there's it's not. It's pretty graphic, too. You know, it, Just it, to let people know that ahead of time. Yes. But they, they actually kind of curve it off later on, which is kind of interesting. But to start it off, it's mm-hmm. pretty... And, and it's very unique. The tool that the main villain, I guess you could call him uses to kill people is yeah. very inventive it's an idea. air compressor yeah i know i'm just saying nobody ever yeah. i haven't seen that ever used before. oh no it's awesome so uh it's pro- possibly one of the best and most inventive weapons ever in cinema history i think yeah uh i guess we should talk about what the film is about for those who don't know if you, you, you can't tell overview. by the trailer sure uh there's a guy named luella moss uh played by josh brolin who i don't know if it's his land or not but he's out hunting elk in southwest texas i love josh brolin was he good in the movie yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Is Llewellyn a little bit of a feminine name? That's what I was thinking exactly, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I've loved him ever since uh, Young Guns, or Young Riders, whatever the TV show was he was on. Yeah. He was Young Riders. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's hunting elk. I don't remember that show, but. Yeah. It was an old cowboy show. It was oh, awesome. Okay. Um, he's hunting elk out on his land. Uh, he stumbles on a drug scene where everybody is gone awry. Yeah, basically everybody's dead yeah. uh, aside, aside from one guy who is who is in the dying. process of dying. Yeah, he discovers um, not only all the drugs left behind because everybody's dead, but he the also cash. Just, all the cash as well exactly. that was to be exchanged. And it's never really said who the drug deal is between, but you kind of get the impression that obviously one side was the Mexican mafia. That's yeah. very distinct. The other side, it's never really said. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, Dixie Mafia. Everyone, it's kind of a it's a legendary version of like the Southern Southern Crat uh, yeah. Mafia. And it I looked like everyone that was dead pretty much was Mexican though, for the yeah. most part in that scene. So yeah. I would assume that it, uh, who knows who knows well, what the other side was. Maybe but it's the old Mexico Mafia and the new Mexico Mafia. Very possible. Who knows? Uh, but the the guys who are in charge of on the side that hi- uh, hires the the hitman uh, Anton Sugar. They're all white guys, so that's what made me think it was the the uh, Dixie Mafia. Um, they hire the hitman to come and get the money that's been right. taken by Josh Brolin. Exactly, and not specifically because of Josh Brolin. No, they just want their money back. Sure. And so he discovers because Josh Brolin's character, uh, Lou Ellen, comes back. He feels sympathy in the middle of the night for the guy who was dying and decides to bring him water. Well, that gets him in trouble. That's when the hitman shows up and can figure out who it is, so he's chasing right. that, and, on, and, that point and, on. Exactly. And so it's this whole cat and mouse game throughout the rest of the movies. They chase each other across Texas. Yeah. And Lou Ellen's just trying to get away with the money. And, of course, Sugar uh, is just running after him, killing everybody left and right. Just an and ultimate badass. I would have to Bad say Sugar, uh, is one of the, uh, Sugar is one of the, I don't know, cooler villains in a while. Oh, I'd, I love kind him. Kind of a 
I don't know, reminiscent of almost like a Hannibal Lecter in a different way. Yeah. You know, maybe it could be that notorious if he had a series, but... And, you know, we should mention, we didn't mention Tommy Lee Jones, um, who plays the sheriff, Sheriff, sheriff Bell. Of the county, yeah. Uh, I can't believe he's still alive. Well, I he believe... He so old these yeah. days. He's got prune face. Yeah. Um, but he basically does... I mean, he he's... He's most a little of bit the time, out of it. See, to me, most of the time, he was Tommy Lee Jones as his usual self, until the very last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Well, his character is not that crucial to most... I mean, it's it's important, but it's he's not that active in the storyline, which I guess you could kind of say is the point of the name of, this, of the movie, because well, he's, and, he's a little bit out of it the whole time and kind of disinterested in it in some points. And so see, it's, it's kind of interesting to me that... I don't know that I wouldn't want a sheriff probably like him too much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, a guy that's on the edge of retirement and just kind of wants things cleanly wrapped up and we'll see. Really want to get in the middle of things. I, I take a completely different view of this movie. Uh-huh. I think this movie is not about Luella Moss. I think the movie is actually about Ed, Ed Bell, Sheriff Bell. That's what I'm. And how are we saying Sugar. different? I'm saying that's what well, the name of but, the movie's about. It's about him, right? And but they never make that clear that the movie is really centered on him. Oh, it is. Because he's such a background character. But at the same time, you say he wants it wrapped up cleanly. Yeah. I got the impression when I first saw it that really Ed Bell is disappointed in his life. He doesn't want things wrapped up cleanly. I think he's actually chasing death. Because yeah. if you the if you look if you think about the, the last scene, that's the impression I got, is that he was unsatisfied that he couldn't live up to his family's legacy, who are also all uh, law enforcement. But yeah. And they, they all well, died. He was, he was ready to him. move on well, <laughs> at that see, point. They too. all died in the line of duty, and I got the impression he wanted to die in the line of duty, and he never got that chance. Yeah, He was always one step behind, and in this case, he's always one step behind these two who are you know playing their game. Sure. Um, yeah, he's far, you know, for being law enforcement, he doesn't seem to have the savvy of uh, Llewellyn Moss yeah. at all, which is which he's just a welder. Yeah. It's just kind of an interesting, interesting contrast there. So overall... What do you think of this movie? I mean, in comparison to the rest of this is an Academy Award winner. Uh, you've seen two of them, Atonement now and, and this one. Um, I would say I would put it and Michael Clayton on about the same level, and I would recommend both of them quite a bit. I think they're both really good. To me, this was it wasn't my favorite movie of 2007, but it is like 1A, 1B with like 300. And oh, yeah. I know oh, yeah. as action movies go, they're two completely different oh, yeah. action movies. But I love this movie. It's not my favorite. This, is more, of a, this is more of a human story yeah. than that. That one's all action. Uh, it, it's a it's a wonderful movie. Don't go into it with any expectations other than just sit there and enjoy the ride. And it's one of those movies that I think will stick with you for a few days as you start to re- understand more and more aspects of it. What did you think of Woody Harrelson's character? I thought he was severely underused. <laughs> yeah, severely I underused. <laughs> and it, the way he comes in and out is just kind of funny in the storyline. It's funny, but it's... Because the way he comes... Well, I'm just saying, because you expect this, and then like, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you know that, what I mean. And that's where the unexpected comes in yeah. as well. I thought he was I thought he was really misused. Yeah. And uh, but, I, mean, I appreciated him, but he was very, very misused. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I was enjoying my Woody Harrelson, and I hope he makes a, a film comeback. So we got two Furious Thumbs. Two up Furious Thumbs way up for me. Yeah. Or one way up for me. I don't know about you. I would recommend it for sure. One Thumb on Fire. Yeah. Me. Absolutely. Mine's got a spark going. It's pretty <laughs> Just good. A spark. Yeah. All it's, right. it's worth watching for sure. Absolutely. It's uh and if you're into owning DVDs, Harvey or Bartum, buy it. 
is awesome. I mean, he's awesome in it. One so. of the top ten villains of all time. I yeah, think. we'll just see. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see what he does in the future, or if they do anything with that character. Yeah, in the future, that would be an awesome movie if he got his own movie. It would. That would be sweet. All right. Well, let's go uh, check out Into the Wild. Your father and I. We want to make a present to you. I'm going to get you out of that junker. Mm-hmm. What junker? That. <laughs> I want to buy you a new car. That's right. A new car? Mm-hmm. Why would I want a new car? Datsun runs great. I mean, do you think I want some fancy boat? Are you worried what the neighbors might think? Well, we, we weren't going to get you a brand new Cadillac, Chris. We just want to get you a, a nice new car that's safe to drive. And you never know when that thing out there just might blow up. Blow up? Well, blow up. Blow up? Are you guys crazy? It's a great car. I don't need a new car. I don't want a new car. I don't want anything. Okay. Just these things, things, things. Things. Okay. Everything has to be difficult. Thank you. Maybe Thank that's you. not what he means. Maybe he just wants his old car, and it's not such a big deal. So that's a scene from uh, near the beginning of Into the Wild. Uh, one of the pivotal scenes um, about Christopher McCandless, who was a real-life college student who decided to leave the world behind, the material world behind, and uh, travel North America. Yes. And uh, with no money, basically be a giant hobo. Well, no money, no identification, no yeah. anything with him. He literally burned all his, uh, his ID. He burned a lot of his cash. Sent all his money to uh, OFAM. Oxfam. Yeah, Oxfam. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he ended up um, in the Alaskan wilderness uh, at the end of his life. Uh, I don't think that's really any, divulging anything. No one knows. No. He ends up dying in a of starvation. In old uh, bus of mm-hmm. starvation up in Alaska. Yeah. Through no fault of his own. Well, well perhaps. Well, hey, I guess it's a bit. The movie is not exactly accurate, and that's part of the it's criticism. We'll somewhat get into through here, fault but, of his own, since he went right. out into wilderness not knowing what he's doing. Yeah. See, I don't. Okay, I don't know those criticisms, so we'll uh, we'll get into that. I just watched it uh, two nights ago, and I haven't done much research past that. Sure. Uh, but this was written and directed by uh, Sean Penn. Uh, also, the it was taken from the book by John Krakauer, who wrote the book like in 1992. Yeah. And uh, stars Emil Her- uh, Hirsch as Christopher McCandless. He's the most important character. And uh, William Hurt is his father. Uh, and Marsha K. Harden is his mother. Hirsch from Girl Next Door fame. Yes. Yeah, it's a very different movie. Yes. Um, Dave. Which I wasn't sure he could pull it off, but I think he did. I thought he was great. I thought he did a really good job in lead. I was kind of worried that it was the dude from Girl Next Door mm-hmm. playing the role, but he pulled it off. I, was I, thought, he was, good. I thought he was really good. Dave, uh, you as someone who wants to hike the uh, Appalachian Trail uh, someday and be a tramp like Christian McCandless, uh, what did you think? I do. I want to be him except for without the starving to death and dying part. <laughs> so you want to live in a bus in Alaska? Or in the wilderness. bus would work. That would be okay. better than a tent. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's more solid. That's yeah, a little more homely and sturdy. <laughs> good point. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Um, there was a few parts I didn't like and a few parts I really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, I liked how well they made him look like he was dying at the end. Right, like he oh, looked really messed amazing. up. 
And, and it looked like he lost a ton of weight. Yeah. If you look at the special features, which apparently, unless you get the collector's edition. Yeah, the one I got from Blockbuster features, didn't have special features. They yes. didn't do anything other than put makeup on him to make him yeah, look that he way. Just he actually lost that lost much weight. weight. Like, it's amazing. It's kind of like Christian Bale and the Machinist, I guess. Yeah. Have you seen that? Machine? <sighs> yes, I have. Such a good movie, but he looks so messed up. He does. So what parts um, didn't I you liked? Like? I liked that, and I liked, um, I liked just most of it in general, the way it was shot and the storyline and but i didn't like there's a couple things i didn't like i didn't like towards the end whenever he is supposedly eating the plants that make him sick to his mm. stomach because there's no one really knows that for sure but yeah. you know whatever they can add that in if they want to i don't like that they had to spell it out for you when he's getting sick to his stomach like he's looking through his plant book and it like zooms in on the words like unedible and poisonous yeah. i'm like come on we can figure that out without having to zoom in on each word that was plant book yeah and the uh the other scenes we were talking about the other day where he's looking at the camera yeah, and I when he's eating that apple didn't like that at all when he's you, did you notice that when he's eating the apple on the car and then he just looks straight at the camera yes, and that, smiles that pulled me out of the movie i mean i was like what in the world yeah and that dustin pointed out he may have been t- it may have been them trying to show him taking a picture of himself yeah because he has a picture of himself on the bus. Yeah. yeah. But it just looked terrible. And it was well, completely out of ruined place. The, the moment right, and this out of whole character. scene. And I, and I think this is where uh, Sean Penn's directing inexperience. I mean, he's directed several things, you know, since 91. But uh, I think he's very immature as a director. It's been a while since he has, though. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's the most recent thing compared to In the Wild. Uh, a video on the Barry Williams show. See, I mean, you're right. It, it's the pledge is the last movie that he directed back in 2001. Yeah, that he's really a full length feature and that he's directed. Fair enough. I, I just I liked. It's like for me, it was like two different movies. Um, it's like the first half I really didn't care for a whole lot as far as the direction goes. I thought Sean Penn, you can show the beauty of America, of North America, without having to resort. To the super slowdown effect. Oh, the birds are flying slowly. Yeah. You know, the trees are blowing in the wind slowly. Well, I also Just didn't like on. that they had so many montages of him working out. Like, yeah. All like, and they were like ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, come on. And, you can and, yeah. show a little bit of that. We don't have to have quite that long of a mont- montage, and not quite so many of them. Right. Yeah. So, Dustin, what did you think? I thought it was. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, to me, the main point of the movie, or a lot of, well, one of the main points of the movie is a an issue with parents. Mm-hmm. And to me, William Hurt's a great actor. Oh, it's amazing. They could have focused a little bit more. I know the book wasn't necessarily about this, but they could have focused a little bit more on the parent side of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe gone into that a little bit about the search and stuff like that a mm-hmm. little bit more. I know it's mostly about him. But to have a great actor like that and to have that as one of your main issues to see the parents transform a little bit more yeah due to this issue i think would have been good I, yeah you're right i did think that at the very end that you know we saw that for when they uh there's a point where i guess McCandless has been christopher has been gone for about a year and right. they show william hurt walking down the street and he just kind of falls to the street yeah and it's just it's a heartbreaking scene and that's when you truly see the redemption in his character but that's at that point where i thought okay a William Hurt is an awesome actor because he made me feel something right there. And B, we didn't see enough of his transformation. And we barely saw any of uh, the interaction with the daughter and how yeah. she, you know, her perceptions changed. I mean, they did some flashbacks with the parents fighting in front of each other, calling yeah. them in there. And, you know, I mean, I mean, they showed, they gave you enough of it to understand it, but 
it just seems like they could have they could have expanded that more because that was mm-hmm. I mean that's that's why he went and did this you know because right. he had his parents were so materialistic and he saw how they were with material things so mm-hmm. that's why he decided to take off it just seems I don't know that just seems like that could have been a little bit bigger part but other than that what they did with the sections that they focused on I thought they did a great job mm-hmm. I liked the uh, the scenes of him like in the city by himself like in the homeless shelter and stuff and. Yeah. I can't even imagine being in that part of town with no money, no ID, just all by yourself and just doing it just because you really don't have a choice at that point in time. I, I thought Emil Hirsch was really great at that point because it looked like he was almost nauseated by the city around him. Yeah. And uh, just the look on his face was was just a great piece of acting right And that there. was insane whenever he's on the train and they stop the train and just and they beat him up. But yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I was going to say that was kind of a jarring scene. When uh, they just rip him out and just beat him to the pulp yeah. mm-hmm. for, I mean, for what for riding to. on the train. And my favorite part is the guy asks him after he whips him if he has an ID on him, <laughs> like he's going to give it yeah. to him at that. Sure, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Here's my ID. Well, I'm like that guy has really has any authority to ask for an ID. No, I know, I know. But uh, overall, yeah, I would recommend it. I'd put a thumb up for it. For me, like I said, I didn't uh, didn't really like the first half. It was um, a little too low key for me. Um, I, I, I thought it was average the first half where it really clicked for me was when he ends up at the, uh, like, I think they called them the flats in Arizona or something, that base where he meets, he's, he meets up with these hippies he's known before and he meets this girl named Tracy. To me, that's where the real part of the movie started. Was and the Vince Vaughn portion before that or after that? Was, that was, uh, before that. Okay. Um, and that's where I really started to like the movie. I don't know what it was about that scene and that transition, but to me that was like, here's the second half. Here's the good part of the movie coming. I don't know. If, I think it was more the fact that we focused less on the beauty of America, and we he resorted less to cheesy camera effects, and we got to see real human relationships come out between, and the way he really affected people's lives. This this girl Tracy, uh, the two hippies, now he helped mend their relationship, um, and uh, he started I'll, that in the first half. Yeah, you're right. He did. Um, it, but the part with her son, you know, where they're talking about her son, True. and that was a such a uh, a human such a real moment and it was it was very touching and that was by when the movie was over i ended up liking it quite a bit and found it very inspirational and uh just in my own life about how even i can be less materialistic and made me reflect in my own life about things i suffered and how i've often wanted to run away you know and and thank god i never have i might have ended up like him (laughs) i probably Um, would i don't know anything about any of that but no matter how much survivor man man versus wild i watch I didn't think I was going to like it uh, after the first half, but I ended up really liking it quite a bit. And uh, despite despite Sean Penn, I really liked it. So, uh, flame and thumb up, flame and thumb up for me. I liked it. Um, I liked it overall. I enjoyed it watching it. I thought it was a little on the long side. Mm-hmm. I think if they could have cut out some of the scenes of you know just random like the shot of the city flying by, yeah, some of the random. Uh, too long uh, montages it could have it could have been a good two hours maybe even a little less and still got the whole story in there sure that they had in there that's my only complaint is a little on the long side for not that much of a story really i mean they really didn't tell a whole ton of it sure but uh i liked it i give it a thumbs up and that's probably where they could have mixed in some of the sister and the parents Yeah, do more of that do less of the other random stuff that was kind of getting old a little bit exactly show both sides um, just a word of the wise. I think we mentioned this earlier. If you if you're into buying DVDs, 
really, you don't need the collector's edition. The special features aren't that great. Uh, they're not. They're not worth it at all. I fell asleep watching them. So, uh, just stick with the standard edition. Enjoy the movie for what it is. Uh, but three flaming thumbs up, huh? Yes. So Mine, mine's not flaming. It's just smoldering. S- smoldering. Okay. Well, three thumbs up. I think that's uh, yes. pretty good for our first three thumb review. All positives. All right. Let's get to our final piece. This is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Water. The four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. That sounds awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a scene from Nickelodeon's show Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's a uh, it's a cartoon that has been running on that channel for I guess three years now, and they're in their final season. They've had a a, a set beginning, middle, and end three volumes um, since they started out. Is that the one with the guy with the big blue arrow on his head? Yes, it is. That's okay. Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang. He's basically, for those who don't know, he's basically a Buddha-like character. He, uh, some like a hundred years in the past, he is like the, he is the Avatar and it's someone who commands four powers. Each nation on this planet holds its own power. One is fire, one's earth, wind. Uh, what am I missing? Wind, water. Earth, water, yes. Um, by those powers combined, they make he is, the planet. He is Avatar, yes. And he commands all four powers, but his job, his role in the world is to unify the world. Uh, when, unfortunately, he gets... He's fro- kind of like the George Bush of the cartoon. Exactly, exactly. Uh, he gets put in suspended animation when he falls in the uh, ocean, in the Arctic Ocean, and him and his uh, flying bison freeze. And so, But he wakes up... I know, it sounds dumb, right? <laughs> Uh, but, but like a, a hundred years later, he wakes up and the Fire Nation has taken over most of the world. And so it's up to him to try to put the world back together. And uh, they're currently on book three and they're releasing the DVDs as they go. And then they'll release one final DVD set. Um, as it stands right now, they've released the first two volumes. And what, what I'm talking about today is the second volume. For some reason, they've decided that we're not going to release the rest of these episodes, even though it has been before Christmas since they've aired the last episode. Uh, Day, of the Sun, Day of Black Sun Part 2. And I don't know if it's due to the writer's shark or whatever. So we're stuck with only the first two volumes. Um, yeah, I know there's some dates after Christmas here, but uh, okay. those are only Canada and other countries that are not America. Ah, okay. So, uh, but it starts with the second volume of book three starts with Avatar and the Fire Lord. And basically it's, this is kind of like, they're building up to rebelling all three nations that are not the Fire Nation, Earth, Water, and uh, Air are building up to, and I should say that Avatar or, uh, Aang is the last airbender. So there's only water and earth left to fight back. Um, he's learning his powers. He's becoming the Avatar. When he goes into Avatar State, he's learning how to do that, and he has to give up um, all attachments, which is a problem for him because he loves everybody around him. Um, this is kind of a middle volume, and really my biggest problem with this volume and this series of episodes, like six episodes, is they're not doing much other than marking time, and we only have like six episodes left in which to resolve the entire story uh, where he has to basically create peace around the world, which means he has to basically destroy the Fire Nation. And unfortunately, we don't make... You can't fight the fire. 
It's been burning. Wow, I thought you were better than that. I'm I'm sorry, audience. I really apologize for Dave. Um, but anyways, cut that song into the background. <laughs> I don't even know if I own that song because it sucks. Uh, but they they're not doing much. These are a lot of standalone episodes. Unfortunately, they don't advance the story arc much. Um, they're enjoyable overall. I, I I love Avatar. It is one of my favorite uh, series of all time, especially of cartoons. Um, and I would recommend to anybody out there that you rent this and watch it. It's it's not very kiddish. There there's some episodes that are, but it's also very adult. There are a lot of adult themes of death and love and destruction. And uh, there's even an uh, an homage to Dirty Dancing in one episode, which is very interesting about the parents who won't let their kids dance in the Fire mm-hmm. Nation. Uh, but they, like I said, they're just marking time and it's really unfortunate because I think they have so much story left to wrap up. And when it's only a 22 minute show, I think you're going to be leaving a lot of uh, potential drama and uh great story out. So what do you so, rate it? Do you give it a, I mean, one big earth, wind, water, fire, thumb up. I give it like a thumb somewhere between up and down just because uh, you only get a couple a sideways thumb because you only get one or two really story advancing arcs in this in this volume. Hmm. Um, it's still worth the watch, but only as a middle piece in book three. Cool. So, so that's it for this week, isn't it? That is it for us this week. Uh, next week, I think we're uh, we're doing we're doing Atonement, the Karen Knightley movie. Did it win? An, it won an Academy Award, didn't it? No, I was nominated. Nominated. I don't. Okay. I don't think it won anything. It's coming out next Tuesday, so we'll be taking on that. Uh, I think I've got a documentary review. Dave, do you have... Didn't we have one more? Oh, I Am Legend, maybe. We might be doing Perhaps. that one, if we can all get a hold of that. Y'all need to watch uh, King of Kong, too. A King Fistful of, Kong? of Quarters. Okay. It's a great documentary. All right. I've seen I Am Legend, so I'm up for that. Okay. If you want to do that. I'm going to try to rent it before then. Okay. Uh, Does it come Tuesday. out Tuesday? Comes out Tuesday. Come out today or next Tuesday? Uh, next Tuesday, March okay. 18th. So we'll have it the yeah, week after sometime. That. So the week after that, so we might not even have a, we probably won't even have an episode next week then. Yeah, perhaps not. Since, uh, yeah, we're not doing this at our usual time. Sure, we're a little early this week, but uh, so we might miss a week. But we'll be back with I Am Legend Atonement, and probably for the Bible tells me so. We may have some, we may have some album reviews sometime soon, but mm. we'll see. Maybe not. That's true. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe not. I guess Dave's making all the decisions now. Okay. No, <laughs> well, we might not. Well, we might. You never know. That's true. Maybe we'll have a book review. Ooh, or a record review. Record. Maybe a little, a little of that new Frank Sinatra jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah the kids are loving that. A little I Benny Goodman. A, I think a new one just came out. Yeah, sweet. So do we have like a new? Do we have an email address for this show? We or? don't. So you can email us at breakroom at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, you can also call us at two one four three two nine nine eight two seven to leave a voicemail. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with our reviews, uh, check out. You can post a comment. You can post a comment. Pop syndicate. Uh, check out the forums at popsyndicate.com slash forums slash forums uh, check out Break Room our other show at breakroom.org check out Cinema Diabolica at cinemadiabolica.com for horror movie reviews and the occasional kung fu movie uh, check out Payback Radio for all your America's Next Top Model needs and Big Brother all your needs. CW show review needs and other and bringing CW home shows. baby reviews and bringing home ba- yes bringing home baby absolutely <laughs> And you can find all those on popsyndicate.com. Absolutely can, along with comic book queers. When is, no, Wednesday's the hall. podcasts aren't on the forums. They are, though. Well, they are, but they're also on the, the forums. are on the forums. But there's a podcast player, and uh, there's a lot of movie reviews and TV reviews and cool. stuff like that. Sounds good. We'll catch you guys in a I'll couple weeks, out. then. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Coming up next, Marlon Brando stars in a film classic nominated for 12 Oscars. Tennessee Williams' immortal, A Streetcar Named Desire. 